The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the host slash guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. commercial but what's up y'all it's thursday and y'all already know how we get down right here at 7 p.m you are here on the you better live radio show with the empress chance real lady cake mix i got a guest for y'all tonight y'all know i love when someone comes through to help me talk to you and you know it's always inspiration and motivation here um, so we're going to get that show rolling with that. I got Frankie Jones here, but you know how I got to kick it off. You know, we're going to have some what in the world. You know, we're going to have some what in the what. Hopefully, when Frankie give y'all a whole spill and what he's doing, what his business is, then we'll talk about all of that, right? But anyhow, today's topic for the show is when it all falls down. Yes, I decided on that head and that topic because, baby, since the fall season has came in, Shit has been falling down for me. But what do you do when you're falling down, man? You just keep on getting up. Every time life show up, each and every day I wake up and I'm blessed with breath in my body. I'm going to just keep on living it. So if I can't do anything, y'all, I'm going to encourage you to do the same. A lot of times I, I, um, I share the test and everything that I'm going through because from what through all tests comes a testimony. So I know a lot of times people let, look at me, oh, Chaz, they think they know me, think I don't go do nothing just because of the way probably that I handle stuff. But I tell you, y'all, it's the God in me. It's just that faith just to keep on moving by faith and not by sight. So how we get it kicked off? You already know if you're a supporter and you've been here before. We got to get that prayer in. Yes, all glory and honor is to God. So right now, Lord, I ask you to come right here on this radio station, oh, Father God, anybody who's listening or viewing, oh, Father God, that is having any type of trouble, oh, Father God, I ask that you right now lift them up, oh, Father God. There's a lot going on in the land, oh, Father God, but we know, oh, Father God, that you are the man, that you, oh, Father God, continue to keep us and bless us, oh, Father God. A lot of death is occurring, Lord. A lot of turmoil, Lord. A lot of tragedy, oh, Father God. A lot of times, Lord, we pray and people cry to you and we and we get um, discouraged, Lord, because our prayers are not answered as we see fit. But that's the point, God. That's the glory that we know that you know all and you control all. And Lord, we just ask that you keep us faithful and you keep us grounded. Amen, 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 amen. Yeah, that's what I was saying, y'all, because, you know, sometimes when you send them prayers out, we always think, you know, people want to say, oh, I'm blessed. It always, a lot of times, is in the form of money or something monetary or some type of um, possession while people think that they are blessed. A lot of times people will pray, and just because it doesn't 
come to light as you saw fit, you know, people will start to question God. And it's okay because God is God and God knows what questions you have. And that's who you go to. If you don't get answers from nobody, that's who you go to. So some people say, don't question God. But I, I would second to say, if you got some questions, get down on your knees, stand up, talk to them, be whatever, open up, open up that run to get the answers that you need. Um, but in the meantime, keep on walking. Like I said, the title of the show is when it all falls down, it be falling down. So that was a little bit of my reasoning why I got my guest that's here tonight. My good brother, Frankie Jones. Frankie Jones, let me tell you, met Frankie Jones. I know I've known him a good uh, 10, 15 years now from a company we was working for, advocating for youth and everything else like that. Always known him to be a businessman. Um, he cuts my son's hair. I remember he was well known a bomb for the ten dollar, um, ten dollar joint. You know, even when my son was going to give him ten dollars, I'd be like, man, he will give an extra five, an extra ten. Frankie, I don't know if you always got it, but I did send him in there when, <laughs> when he was a minor. Um, but he just always been a businessman, you know. And when I'm talking about everything's falling down in my life, a lot of times, you know, what else? Black businesses here. And Baltimore, things can fall down. We know the COVID came, um, presented a lot of challenges for everybody. I looked it up. I wanted to know how many Black-owned businesses of, uh, approximately are in Baltimore City. And the number was like astounding, but not really. It was like 23,600 Black businesses. And I'm like, wow. Um, so just always try to support your own and do everything else like that. It's always ironic to me the government and you know all of these other entities that are supposed to support us they give you a loan for that car they give you a loan for that house they give you them loans to get in the debt but not them loans to excel um so i got funky jones right here i want him to definitely give y'all all of the business that's going on his business i already told you here barber but i think he only do calls or whatever but frankie i know you also is in the real estate some insurance things what's up frankie Oh, Frankie, you still muted. You you, you got just like how I was. Oh, there, oh, there you go. Can you hear me there now? You go, there you go. What's up, Frankie yeah. Jones? What's, what's going on? What's going on, Frankie? So, Frankie, I already gave him a little bit of spill about, you know, you being a barber, you know, how we came to meet and everything else like that. I know you always, you know, coming in and out of office sometimes and tell me a couple of business ventures and stuff that you were going on. Um, I know you just came back on some business stuff. I know I always brag about your movie that you did, Child Support. I'm trying to tell everybody, if you ain't seen it, he Larry us with the boy Frank Nitty. Um, so what's going on with your businesses now, Frankly? What you all up to? Oh, I'm just, can you hear me? Can, am I clear? I can hear you loud and clear. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just always on the move, always looking for new ideas, new creativity, you know. Um, I've been this way forever, so um, right now, I still do the barbershop thing. Um, I try to be more on on, on a uh, on a um, appointment basis now. Right. Um, because that allow me to you know be able to move other ways. Right, um, right. Of course. And where's that barbershop located? Because I know that you on appointment basis, but there are other barbers in there, right? That's like it's full functioning daily, or they on appointments too. Since no, it's functioning daily. Um. When I say appointment based, you know, they can book me on the site, but I still, I'm still in there throughout the day. So I take walk-ins, but I'm on Soul to Soul right there on North Avenue, 403 East North Avenue. 
403 North Avenue right there. I know what I the street I pulled on right there in Barkley, right? Yeah, North and Barkley, yep. Yes, yes, yes. And Frankie definitely ain't tightening you up. Frankie, like, you've been doing it for the longest. I remember also a couple of group homes back then um, was coming to you for the business. So you always been, too, about the youth, you know, and about the community and trying to beat people up and everything else yeah. like that. Yeah? Yeah. So I, I opened up that shop. I was 23 years old. So basically, I was I was still a youth when I opened up the shop. Wow. You know? 23. Yeah. I was 23 and I opened that shop up. Um, I was working in, before I opened up the shop, I was working in Freedom Way Shopping Center. But um, I was there for like two years. But the shop that I'm at now, you know, that's where I was born and raised at. So right. it, it was a, it was, it was like a dream to get something, you know, a barbershop from where you used to go to when I, that's the barbershop I went to when I was little. Right. You know? Oh, in the so same little, building? Yeah, same barbershop. Yeah. That's, that's yep, impressive. Yep. And the fact that you was 23 and had your barbering license and you're going in and do some things like that. So that's just encouragement in itself. 23, you know, yeah. you still, you still young and fly. You still young and fly. <laughs> we all have to getting up there. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah. <laughs> You not too long ago um, celebrated your 40th as well. So, okay, right. you got the barbershop since you was 23. So that's been existing for a while. Um, how right. have you been able to handle, like, some challenges? Was it challenges when COVID came or just been challenging, period, being a Black business owner in Baltimore City? Oh, it was definitely a lot of changes. I mean, challenges because, again, I was young. That was my neighborhood where I was from, you know, so I still had all my homeboys, all my friends, you know, some of them not doing positive things, some doing negative things. So I had to, you know, balance, balance, you know, balance with that. Mm -hmm. um, and, th and that's before the, the justification came, before they, you know, got the, the negative out the hood. So you know how it was. That was, it was terrible back then, especially right. on North and Barkley, you know. So I've been there throughout that, seeing a lot of things happen. Um, as, but, but for one thing, what I did, when I made the bar, when I made the haircuts, ten dollars. Right. You know, I basically looked out. I basically looked out for a lot of people. It wasn't about the money; it was more about helping people. You know, because you still had you still had fathers that had five or six kids. They hate bringing their kids to the barbershop because they got to come to the barbershop and spend almost a hundred dollars just right. at the barbershop. They ain't even ate, they ain't even ate no food yet. Okay. You know. So, so when I was doing the ten dollar haircuts, they was coming from everywhere. So I'm trying to tell the other barbers, like, look. Y'all gonna have to speak. I mean, don't don't just rush do a rush job. Still be good with the cuts, but if you do ten dollars a haircut, they gonna come from every. They was coming from everywhere, so they come past. They was coming from out Cherry Hill, from out Westport. They was coming from Dundalk, so they was leaving past. They was going past so many barbershops just to come here, you yeah. know. And it'd be there standing in the rain, whatever whatever I need. I'm not there. Well, we're waiting for you to come. And it mm. got it got so it got so crowded like that, but the other barbers couldn't understand that. You know, you, you, you do the $10 haircuts, you build your money up, and then go ahead and branch off with something else you want to do, you know, right. instead of sitting there trying to charge $100 for a haircut. Now you ain't nobody coming, you know, and right. that's how. And I think I think throughout throughout the, like, the little um, uh, recessions or whatever you call it, I was still be able to able to stand it because, you know, I was $10. People still right. want to look good, so damn, $10, you got $20 in your pocket. Be like, damn, I can get a haircut and get some gas. I can get some chicken box. You know what I'm saying? During that time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I you know, I 
I, my son was going to our barbers and stuff like that. And I think that was one of the biggest things when I mentioned, yeah, I got a barber and everything else like that. And now my son, my oldest son, won't let nobody else cut his hair. I don't even care. Right. Bring me out of town, bring me <laughs> out of the country. He'll wait till you come back. He'd be like, uh-uh, I ain't let nobody else touch my head. So that definitely was a good um, business move, you know, as far as that $10. I know you still ain't charging $10 now, though, right? No, I stopped, but <laughs> I, I stopped, but I stopped, but the mindset I got, I was going to do it again, but I just don't have the energy to, because they're going to come. Yeah. I'll I, I be trying to do, I'll be trying to do other things. So I, I don't want to be stuck in there. You know, I cut, you know, I cut fast, but yeah, yeah they, they had it, they had it for a long time. I gave them a nice little run with it. Yeah, definitely a long run because that's exactly how I found out about it. A lot of people, I was putting everybody on too. And um, right, then also right. you had a lot of those group home, you know, customers and stuff. So I know people was coming to book, but that definitely was a smart move. And how you was talking right. about the challenges and just trying to separate that business from personal, because I, I know that definitely was the challenge. You being young, you being from the neighborhood, everybody right. come trying to fun up in your spot. And you like, oh no, this is business. <laughs> like, I can't right, be doing right. that. Um, right. So I see you were saying that you you no longer do the ten dollar cuts, but your cuts is still with up. So everybody, yeah, yeah. yes, it's like he said right there on North Avenue in Barkley, four four. You definitely got four three, four three. And you say you can book yeah. on the website too. Yeah, if they go to the cut the cut app, you know they can find me on the cut app. Okay, okay. So get with them. But you say you stepping outside of that bar because you got some other things going on, right? Right. So, so while I was in, while I was in the barbershop, you know, I started, um, I wrote my first book. Um, and then from the books, you know, I did the films. So that's how I got into, actually got into the, 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 the entertainment side as far as writing. I always could write, you know, but I never thought about writing a book until I think one of my, one of my hairstylists wrote a book one time and not, to, not to knock her. I, I never knock anybody creativity because it's all, all is creativity and, it take a lot of thinking and take a lot of, you know, um, creativity to do. So, but when I looked at the book, I'm like, damn, I can do this, you know, because mm -hmm. I can always write stories. Right. I just didn't know how to, I just didn't know how to put a book together, like the right way. And then I seen that book, but it wasn't like how I, I, I think a book should have been put together. So um, my god sister had, had met, ran into a, a lady out um Atlanta. Her name was Jackie Boatwright. And she helped people self-publish a book. So she gave me her card and I talked to her. And from there, it was history. You know, I gave her, the, you know, everything she asked for. I wrote the, I wrote the book. I think the book was 300 pages. Um, wrote my first book. I had book signings. I had book signings at every store, every mall in, in Baltimore. I had book signings in Atlanta. Um, um, I was doing a lot. I was, I, was, I, was, I was selling a lot of books. And, you know, the book kind of touched people from ages... I can say 10 to 12 that they shouldn't even read in the book at that age, but they were all the way to, I think the oldest person I knew of read the book was like 65. What was and the name of the book? The, the name of the book was called Family, Faith, and Money. Okay. And how, how I got that name, because I was cutting, I remember to this day, I was cutting somebody's hair years ago. This is probably back in 2005. I was cutting this guy's hair. You know, he always, you know, speak wisdom to me when he come in the shop. And one day he said, man, if you take care of your family, you have faith, the money going to come. Don't never chase mm -hmm. the money. Just, just take care mm -hmm. of your family and have faith. 
the money going to come. When he told me that, it always stuck to me, you know, and that's what I, that's what I always try to go by. And I, that's why I wanted to name the book, you know, and I, I created the whole story out of that. It was, it was it's like an urban drama, but I put a lot of a lot of financial literacy inside of it because a lot of us, you know, especially at that age, we wasn't reading like financial books, but we would read an urban book. Right. So what I did was put what I did was put the financial literacy inside of an urban book. So once they finished reading the book, then they start coming to me asking, is this is this real? How you do that? How you do that? So at least I was getting to some people that way. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, see, yep. Frankie, that's that's definitely what's up. That's definitely some inspiration, some motivation. I spoke on me knowing you. I never knew about the book, um, but I right. did know about that movie. And just like I said, I remember you coming with the DVD. Yeah, I did my movie. I'm like, what? A movie? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I said, you always come through. You're so humble. I was like, yeah, Frank, you ain't say nothing about that. So I guess that's <laughs> right. when you was working on it, just wrapped up in it. Right. Um, and I right. remember the day you was coming through with the DVDs and I forgot, you know, you were selling whatever, and that always been your way too. And I'm like, dang, Frankie, I ain't even got nothing on me. You like, man, that's nothing. Right. I think you gave right. me a couple of copies. Um, and I right, gave right. a couple away um to other people. And the first time I looked at it, I think I was on a um road trip, going somewhere, one of the amusement parks. Um, I put it on the bus, um, on a bus trip to Kings Dominion. Man, everybody loved it. They could not believe right. like. Oh my goodness, Chasey, you know him? Oh my goodness, he from Baltimore? Oh my gosh, it was so funny. And I'm like, yes. And that just was like my main point. Like, it's so much talent here, so much creativity here, Um, you know. And um, on this show, on my, on my platform, you know, even with my name in the show, or You Better Live, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like things happen in life. And a lot of times, you know, once we get through it, stuff will be a memory. And that's why I like to share stuff and everything else like that. Because like I be saying, through all the tests, it'd be a testimony. And like right now, what you're giving them is a testimony. So I will hope that anybody that is looking or, you know, are listening, like I said, and starting the show, like, yeah, Brother Frankie Jones did it. You can too. Right. Like you can do right. it too, but you got to stay at it though. It ain't right. nothing, right. you know, that's just a little bit. I was saying with me and staying discouraged, you know, I just now made a big move, you know what I mean? And financially, you know, I'm not where I need to be because things was, and that was a little bit where it kept me complacent and stuck because I was just so used to that stream of income coming. So even when it was things that I was against or, you know, God kept talking to my spirit, like, Tess, you got to move, you got to do this, you got to do that. You know, I just kept right. not following them and kept on not moving because I will, I allowed that fear and that comfortableness of just that money. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's not ironic, even that wisdom that you shared that the other brother was sharing with you. Yeah. Family, faith, money. And like, that's what I'm focusing right. on right now. Taking care of my family, keeping my faith strong and yeah, eventually the money will come. Because the truth right. is, though, like I, I, I've been here before, and the reality is, even with that job and it coming consistently, I still had struggles. I still had right. those. So I, a lot of times, I feel like I know now that even all the bad things, everything happening for my good. You know, it makes you mm. who you are and what you trying to, you know, what you trying, who you supposed to be, what you supposed to give to the world. So a lot of times, right. um, you know, even your way of trying to give that financial literacy part to the world, you knowing that that was something you probably didn't have, but you know, once you obtain that knowledge, you like, I want to share it, but right. 
is a little tricky on trying to get people to, to like, you know, without being right. um, bored. So that was like genius. You know, you started with right. the $10 cuts, then you found a way to give some knowledge and some drama, what we all be trying to get into. So that's like, that's right. awesome, Funky. You know, so that was one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on the show. That's what I'm going to continue to do. Um, you know, to try to uplift, pe uplift people, let people know that it is possible. And, you know, with so much negativity going on in the city, it's always good to be able to come somewhere, you know, and show some positive stuff. Because I'm telling y'all, Baltimore City has a black light. We know what's going on. But the black men alone, black women alone here in the city, you know, we get a bad rap. And even though, you know, we venture out and go to other cities to do stuff, to get stuff locked down or whatever. Ultimately, you love your city. You right. love your city. You still represent it well. And, you know, it needs to be more platforms sharing about, you know, people like you, the Frankie e. Jones. So, because like I said, like I always joke with you, when you become that millionaire, I can say, yeah, man, I had him on my show. It's not right. um, right. to be um, business, you know, to think business and stay business minded and just to stay positive and stay, keep going forward, even with the challenges. So we know you got the barbershop, you're author, a director, a producer, you doing real estate and all that too, right? Funny. Right. Right. Everything. I remember you coming well, telling me that too. I'm getting my real estate license. Right. Right. So I did a real estate thing, you know, um, I started investing in property. So I started wholesaling real estate first. And then from wholesaling, I did the, you know, the flip and flip, I mean, the fix and flip. And then from there, um, I went and got my real estate license just so I can have more, more network and more um, tools, you know, as far as that field. Um, then from there, I went and got my insurance license, you know, life insurance license, then car insurance license. I did open up an Allstate. So I opened up an Allstate insurance company back in maybe two years ago. Um, but I jumped right into that. I didn't even really know how that worked. It was an opportunity that came and I, I jumped into it. And I learned a lot from the time that we had it. Um, I had it for maybe, maybe about six months, six, seven months. But I just wasn't no, no office person. So it was hard for me to be in the office every day from nine to five. Even though it was mine, it just was hard to do that. And plus the office was always in Boyd. So I would have to drive, get up in the morning, drive all the way to boy. So that I kind of, you know, I, I learned a lot. You know, I would do it again, but I learned a lot from it. But back then when it was time to do it, at that time, I wasn't ready for that. Right. You know, I was, I was, I'm more on the move. I'm more, I'm more of hands-on on the move, trying to make things happen that way. But it definitely was a good opportunity and I, I definitely would do it again. Right. And that was um, for the car insurance. Yeah, that was car insurance. That was an all state. Yep, I opened up an all state insurance. Oh, okay. So that was for car insurance. Yeah, that was for car insurance. And now I do a lot of life insurance now because, you know, I cut I cut hair in funeral homes sometimes. I cut a lot of hair when people pass away. And what I noticed, like, a lot of people don't have insurance. And mm -hmm. it's like, it'd be sad when you sitting there cutting people's hair and, and the family's trying to get money together. You know, I don't charge, I never charge nobody to cut their hair, family hair anyway. They be always trying to offer me money, but that's a sad situation. I don't want to take the money, you know? Um, right. but it, but it's a lot of people that don't have life insurance, and it'd be sad they gotta come up with all this money if they want to see their family member get buried. So you know, I got my insurance license, so I'll be doing that. And plus, I help um, like families that that's trying to uh, um, start a account or start some type of 
uh, account or um, retirement or anything for their kids. Like they got kids. I didn't know this before. You know, they taught this insurance people taught me a lot of stuff. So anybody with a kid, they should have it's called it's called an IUL. You probably can look it up and get more input. I don't want to drag on about it, but an IUL just a just a um, insurance policy and it's like a high interest savings account. So for example, if you let's say you got a kid, I'm gonna use a kid. You can do it for anybody, but just say you got a kid that's in elementary school, you can start putting twenty five, thirty dollars away for that kid every month. By the time that kid 21, 22, or whatever, they're able to, they got their own money to do what they want, start a business, go to college, you know, borrow from themselves, they can pay themselves back. You, you, you'll be done set your kid up, you know. Right. That's a lot, a lot of the things we, we didn't have that, you know, a lot right. of us didn't have that. And a lot, a lot of things of, they don't tell you because yeah, in order they to don't do that, that's yep. what, is that type of account at normal banks? No, it's not at normal banks. Oh, okay. You no, know, normal banks, normal banks gonna get you an interest rate at 0.22 percent. So, for example, if you leave a hundred dollars in the bank account right now, you might get two cents off of it. Right. You know, but if you put a hundred, you put a hundred dollars in the IUL, you won't get ten dollars off of it. Five mm-hmm. to ten dollars off of it. So, so I'm only using a hundred dollars. You know, but I, like I said, I don't want to get too technical. But by the time that kid is 20, they don't even have to be 25. They could be 30. You know, set the kid up. You set them up. Yes. You know, yes. and now, now they, now, and now if they want to start a business, they don't have to go try to get a business account and they keep getting denied. But they got their own money now. Right. You know, so, so I've been, I've been, I've been sitting down with a lot of people showing them how to do that. Um, you know, like I said, a lot of people didn't know about it. You know, I tell people, look it up. And I surely you know, don't. Look I'm still looking for my sh- um for my sit down. We got somebody that's viewing Frankie. Um, Dan, I'm guessing it's a brother Dan and say Frankie is the realest. I guess because you still shoes <laughs> right here, right? That's over in the yeah. comment box. I also got my son Naji saying, "Hey, mom, you know I'm always tuned in. Like you, love you too, Naj. You see, that's your yeah. guy right there, Frankie. You know, Naji." Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, we definitely gotta get that self um sit down. What you just now spilled, never ever heard of, it. and it just makes right. perfect sense. You know what I mean? Right. It and is a lot of people. A lot of people. You know, you can put more. A lot of people start with a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. If you put, if a person put that kind of money, two, three hundred dollars in it, they spend that every month anyway. The way the interest is going to build, the compound is going to compound so it's going to grow crazy. But when I say twenty five dollars. Sometimes I'll be doing that just for the people just to get something started. You always can put more every month right. if you want, but the but at least it's $25. So if you have a good month next month, you want to put a hundred dollars in it, put a hundred dollars. You know, but right. when it start when it start growing and compounding over the years, man, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. But again, it's like we don't know this stuff. They don't they don't teach us or they put it, they might put it in a certain kind of book that we don't pick up, you know. But right. it's been there for years. It's been there. It's been there for years, but it's like wow. When I'm learning this stuff, I'm like, dang, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's my job, you know. But especially by me having a barbershop and know a lot of people. I mean, I can't make people. I can't make people do anything. But the one thing they can't say is I'm, I. I wasn't. I always was able to try to show them. Or if I go out here and spend thousands of dollars to learn something, I come back in the barbershop or whoever and give it to them for free. And these a lot of people still don't take advantage of it. Right. You know? But that's just how I am. People always tell me, you, sh- you need to charge for this. You need to charge for that. No, you, I ain't got to charge for everything, you know, because the money, the money going to come. I'm right. more, I'm more about helping, helping people, you know, because the same way somebody helped me one day, you know, 
Right. Yeah. I get that. I get that. That is a, a, a wonderful way to be. So when people want to get at you about um, that right there, but you were talking about the life insurance and about how to start these accounts or whatever else like that. Is it the site for that? Do you have a, a um, your business? Is that, well, I ain't going to say established. I know you do. You got a couple of businesses. But how can somebody get in contact with you about that? Oh, they can just call my number. So with, with, with the insurance part, I work with um I'm with Transamerica. Okay. But yeah, I'm with Transamerica, but they can just call my phone, you know, 410-805-5043. Okay, okay. So y'all heard it. Dang, you on here, you say Frankie is the realest. Oh, yes, he is. That? Who's that? Dan who? What's his what's his name? I don't know. I just say Dan, but I'm glad he watching because he definitely is one of my supporters, but whatever you were saying, Dan Cole. Oh, that's my brother. Hey, now, I, listen, yeah, that's my happening? brother. Listen, when yeah. I talk about the movie things, the movie things, my videos, my movies, my videos, that's one of the best, one of the best cameramans ever, right there. See? He See? shot my movie. He shot he shot all my movies. Like that's my man. Like I, I would never go nowhere, nobody else out here. If he didn't, if he stopped doing it, I probably wouldn't even do no more do no more movies. Wow. If I do a movie, it, it gotta be Dan. It gotta be. And then like, just like that, he shot that child support movie. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. and I was impressed. Like that movie was yep, really man shot that. it had me locked in the whole time. I could just remember, you know, because I've been seeing some movies that people considered to be bootleg or whatever, but it wasn't nothing right. that I saw. It just was like a movie. It was like a movie right. movie. That's why I said I was just like really impressed with that, Frankie. Okay, one one story about Dan real quick. So. When I oh, shot my first, when I shot, when I shot my first film, not 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 child support, but um, my first one, Family, Faith, and Money, right? He didn't shoot that one, so the guys from from um Atlanta shot that one, but they was they were so whack, you know, that I found out later. Dan had to fix it. Dan had to. Be, he was the editor on it, so he had to fix it. We sat up, and I had a deadline because I had a movie premiere. We sat up <laughs> almost twenty four hours straight in that movie we sat there in front of that computer for like a whole for like 20 almost a whole day wow. falling asleep falling asleep everything just to get it done and he got it done you know but yeah yeah but all my music all my music videos everything anything did with the camera it was it was Dan right you know and Dan I hope yeah. you're still doing your thing as the cameraman Dan the cameraman so in the chat, Dan. So share your information too, because we want to get you some business as well. How uh, they can reach out to you. You know, everyone big thing here now is the music. So I know a lot of guys and stuff are shooting their music videos and everything else like that. Um, but mm -hmm. and that spars like the movies and little like um short films and stuff like that. I wanted to get into right. that as well. I know I joked with you a couple of times, like Frank, when you do your next movie, man, I better get a role because I just was really really impressed about that so you know frankie gave out his number y'all hope y'all heard it and if you didn't hear it give it for him again frankie because i know a lot of people gonna want to be starting up them iuls coming to get their haircuts he ain't charging ten dollars no more but his haircut <laughs> still was up he's always there always ready um if you want to ask any question why he is on the line because i'm ready to do a couple of what in the worlds and what in the what's frankie um, you welcome to mm -hmm. stay on here with me just to talk to me about um talk to me about it. But of course, I just want you to keep sharing more and more 
um, whatever you can do. You know, y'all can call in. The phone lines are open at 443-642-9403. Um, so, Dan, you was over there in the chat. Don't be shy. Call us up as well and ask us some questions. I'm telling y'all, while I got this light here and I got this blessing here, y'all better holler at him while I got him on here. I'm ready to go for a real quick break, but I'm going to be right back. And when I come back, I'm going to shoot out this what in the what. And this what in the world? I'll give y'all some updates on my girl, Marilyn Mosby, all the stuff she's going through. Um, also about the police officer, Baltimore City police officer, who um, allegedly, well, he just got convicted, had killed his stepson back last year in July and stuffed him in the wall, y'all. Stuffed him in the wall. He just um, took an alpha plea, basically, you know, admitting to guilt, but just didn't want to go to trial. So we're going to talk about that. Get some more. I want to talk more about black businesses, some of the challenges, because like I said, I want to know, Frankie, how did you do it all? Did you have to hustle to get your money and put it up? Or you had a bank that was willing to help you? Because I know they was fighting against you, black man. Um, so we're going to take a break. When um, my producer let me know that they ready, we're going to go out with a um, quick break. But then also, I encourage y'all, like that Emmett Till movie. It's very come out because y'all know a couple of times on my on my commercials I be showing like the little um the thing for what is it called like when they what what they call that Frankie when they showing you the parts of the movie whatever like a movie oh, trailer, trailer right like the trailer, trailer, trailer. Yeah, right, trailer. right right thank you thank you Dan so um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you thank you so yeah we gonna um talk about that. That's probably going to be on a commercial break. I don't know. You just never know. But, you know, we're going to talk about it all when I come back. Got my brother here, Frankie Jones, who you already know, Dan told you, I told you, is the realest. Why you got him on here, you better use him, y'all. Y'all better use him. Not use him, but utilize him, should I say. All right, you know, we right here on You Better Live, showing you how to live because it's more to living life than dying. You already know. You better live. I'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. This was my boy, Emmett Till. I got a letter today from Auntie Lizzie. She said, Bo's been working the fields. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. Oh, he just doesn't understand how different things are in Mississippi. Are you listening? Yes. Be small down there. Like this? Emmett never thought anything would happen to him. He just wanted to go on vacation and have fun with his cousins. But if my son could just get his feet back onto the Chicago soil, he'd be one happy kid. I don't know why I said that. About that boy. They've come for you. It's hard to describe what a mother knows. The first thing I noticed when I became a mother was that my hands were busy all the time. My hand knew him with my eyes closed. Just like I know his laughter in a crowded room. It's the same thing when you know all of someone. This was my boy, 
Emmett Till. The body of Emmett Lewis Till has been found dead. Can I at least just fix him up a bit? No. They have to see it for themselves. You tell me, Mamie, how is risking your life gonna help you? Those pictures of your son change people's lives. I can't look, baby. We have to. The lynching of my son has shown me that what happens to any of us anywhere in the world had better be the business of us all. of doing this was you know to and basically i think was in efforts to defend donald trump about the freedom of speech thing but freedom oh, of speech well. does come with a cost but that's what i was ready to say though but he was going to take the free it being free to tweet her away because i was handed through the grapevine that he was going to you know close it down on that level and you had to pay yeah because it's hate but yeah, it counts. Well, this is a great question. That was the end of Twitter. I don't know anybody's opinion on this. I don't think I've ever even asked anybody their opinion on this. Is hate speech free speech? No. Right. No, uh, no, and that's that's that in many spaces is against the law. You can't mm -hmm. do it. You know, you can you can speak freely, but you also will accept those consequences. Right. Right. So you can speak. You can say whatever you want to say. That that in essence is free speech. But you're going to accept those consequences if you call somebody a fag or, or uh, uh, in, uh, anything about Jewish people. You're going, you're, you're, you're getting canceled. So right. in some cases, it's considered hate speech, which is against the law. So depending right. on what especially if it's coming off as a threat, or you bringing, uh, you know, harm to somebody, or yeah. Saying something so harmful that's going to cause somebody any type of. But again, um, but it, it has to be across the board because who was that? Um, Trump did that to two of the ladies that was. Uh, Hey, hey, y'all. Well, just like that, I'm back. I'm back. I hope y'all ain't going nowhere, and I hope y'all came back with me on the You Better Live. Y'all better live for it. Um, so, again, Frankie, I got to give a big shout-out to you for joining me today. Um, like you said, you're a businessman, busy man. You're always on the go. It looks like you're on the car now, but you took this moment to sit here with me and let us know what's going on about your business. And um, first and foremost, to inspire and motivate somebody to just keep on going when it all falls down. Um, so just a little bit, just take a little bit break from that. But Frankie's still here with me. I had a couple of things I just um, had talked about in past shows that I wanted to give a little updates about. Y'all know I keep on about my girl, Merlin Mosby. Yes, y'all. Her, um, her trial is officially supposed to start March of next year, March 27th to be exact. It's been a lot of ups and downs. They still trying to, yeah, 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 persecute this lady, um, allegedly for stealing her own money, lying on mortgage applications, as well as borrowing from her retirement fund 
um, indicating that she had some financial um, woes with the COVID. They saying, oh, that's not true. She wasn't supposed to assess the money. She didn't get any penalties um, for doing so because of what she reported um, with the COVID. And they say she bought some properties over in Florida that folks have been acting as a second home, but she had already signed a contract um, actually with another company saying that it was going to be a rental property. Um, but the most last thing that I'm really hearing about that I wanted to update y'all on is the gag. Like y'all already know they had put a gag order on Miss Mo Mrs. Mosby um, from a case about Kevin Daines Jr. that got the brother here that was being charged. I think now it's like his sixth time. Um, so recently her attorney, attorney Bolden made a comment after um, being notified that the trial would have this delay and wouldn't start until March because they was expecting to go um, on with the trial this September. Um, and he made a comment outside the courtroom and now the person, the federal prosecutors are trying to gag order her attorney. I've never heard anything like that. So basically they don't want him saying anything to any reporters coming in or going out of the courthouse. They're saying that his comment somehow can taint the jury um, and affect the outcome. But my whole thing is, and why it's just so crazy, I've never heard of that, of anybody trying to put a gag order on an attorney, um, a gag order being on a state's attorney, but never the hey, hey, I guess that's the law, the laws of the land, especially with the federal prosecutors. Um, but they did a poll in the federal prosecutors. I don't know where the poll was from or whatever else like that, but um, the attorney ran a poll there and they already determined that 47% of the jury pools that they were looking for had already reported that they made up their mind. Now, they're not saying that they made up their mind either way if she was guilty or not guilty, but the fact that 40, half of them who they are looking into act on her jury already made up their mind without hearing the case. And in my opinion, it doesn't have anything to do with comments that her attorney is making, but a lot of stuff that's coming out on the media, through the news, um, especially, you know, Fox 45. I watch it. Everybody <laughs> don't like it, but I like it because um, Fox 45 to me just be messy. I love the, um, not the messiness, but it's just like, they be on everything. They just be like, everybody they on business. So that was another reason too, why I wanted to open up this platform because y'all know my motto, if it's your news, it should be our views. Um, so that was just the latest, y'all. Um, keep on looking, looking at it. Hope y'all still is supporting the ones that were supporting. We already know people is not supporting her, but the fact alone um, that she's a sister, yeah, because she's a sister. Why not? Y'all be acting like y'all don't support people just because of who it is. But like I said, she ain't never did nothing wrong to me. I felt. Um, <laughs> or for us, but I just felt like she was like one of those that was really for us. So yeah, now they trying to gag her attorney. Don't want him to say nothing, nothing about nothing to nobody. So that's a big gagger. That is really a big gagger. Also, we already know the disparities that came on through with the squeegee boys is still a controversial subject. Everyone is saying that the mayor, everyone here is in city government is doing anything to address the problem. Y'all know, um, this year, uh, uh, someone driving in the traffic, I forget the guy's name right now in the morning, he was killed by a screwy boy um, after coming, um, spinning a block, um, exiting his vehicle with a vet to go, um, I guess, and confront them. One of the young brothers pulled 10 Reynolds 
pulled the gun um, and killed Mr. Reynolds. Um, so that youth right now is facing life, I believe, for um, that murder. You haven't really heard anything really much lately about it. So I don't know. But why I bring that up is because back in May of this year, and I know y'all never heard of it. Y'all didn't hear it. So that's why I say reading is essential and everything. I'll say that. But back in May, a brother by the name of Samuel Dixon, 26, was just now arrested because back in May, um, he alleges that some squeegee boys um, ran the cash app scam and took $2,200 from his mother. This incident was supposed to happen up on Hillen Road. Um, however, Mr. Dixon proceeded out Moravia and Sinclair Lane, picked up three young men that were out there squeegeeing, told the young men, um, presented the opportunity to them. But, um, because I say essentially all of the squeegee boys that I know, I've worked with a lot of them um, from the program that I used to work with and just knowing them, like going through or whatever. Like I always have conversations with them and I guess through the grace of God, because the way people be reporting it, they be having trouble with them. I never had any issues with them, but that's not the neglect and say nobody ever did. But I never had any issues with them. If I ever was there and it was issues going on, it was a lot of times always instigated by the driver. So I get it. You don't want somebody in your window. You don't want whatever. But it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And y'all already know they be getting real, real rowdy with these kids and everything else like that. But anyway, Mr. Dixon went up on Moravia and Sinclair Lane, made an offer to these young brothers and said, come on, I got some, offer them a couple of hundred dollars. I got some items for y'all to move. Um, they got into the van with him and he took them all week over the 2400 block of Emerson Avenue when they exited the van. Um, he began questioning them. Who did that to my mother? Who did that to my mother? And he shot and basically injured them badly. One of the young men was shot in the head. One of them was shot in the neck and the other, the third one had actually got the flea to see, but they were cooperating with the police. Um, and recently he was just arrested because he was having a conversation with his brother, who's already in um, who's already in jail, and he talked about it. So I don't know why they weren't able to get him as a suspect um, with the witness cooperating in this stuff prior, because this happened back up in May. Did you hear about it? I didn't. I mean, you know, a lot of times we're hearing about people getting shot in Baltimore City, and I'm sure if we heard about it, anybody getting shot up that way, we just probably thought it was something that just happens, how we just accept it as the norm here. Um, but this incident happened in May. And then um, Mr. Dixon had a discussion with his brother on the, so I guess the police was doing the investigation and he let it out. He let it out that this is what he did. So yeah, now he's been arrested. He has two attempted murder, um, which names, one for kidnapping and a slew of handgun violations. 26 years old. He was just arrested on 921 from this shooting that he did in May. My whole thing is, it happened on Helen Road. You went always somewhere else. Your mother told you it was three guys. You just picked three squeegee boys, just took them and just killed them. Like, no logic to it at all, y'all. But yeah, you think I'm lying? Look it up. But it definitely was like a what in the world to 
me. Also, um, and Frankie, did you hear about that? I read it this morning. You read it this morning. See, see. But I'm just saying, prior, you know, it happened all the way back in May. I guess they probably didn't right. let nothing out because it was the investigation. But prior right. to you reading it this morning, did you hear anything? No, light skinned dude with braids. Yes, braids. yes, light skinned dude. That's the that's the um the guy's Jamiel. I guess I'm pronouncing it right, but his last name is Dixon. I can't say that correctly. Um, but mm-hmm. I hadn't heard anything about it. So when I was reading it, I actually seen it a couple of weeks ago, probably when he first got arrested. I was like, wow, I want to talk about that because I hadn't heard anything about it. Um, also, right. if um, anybody heard about it, let me know because I ain't heard about it. But yeah, that's what's going on in Baltimore City. So yes, um, it's dangerous out there for the squeegee boys as well as it is uh, for the drivers. That's just my whole point in bringing that up. You know, we heard a lot that was out there about um, Mr. Reynolds and stuff when he was killed um, in the squeegee boys and they brought all of us to light. So I just was a little bit puzzled, like, damn, you know, three children while two getting shot, one of them getting away, but essentially, you know, they wasn't kidnapped, but somebody roll up on them, offer them some money, take them all the way across to the other side of town, shoot them in his backyard, and you hear nothing. You hear nothing about it. So that was just a little bit crazy to me. Yes, it was just like crazy. Hey, Shalina, girl. Hey, Shalina is saying, hey, Frankie, it's a small world. Shalina Brown, she know you too. <laughs> what's up, Shalina? <laughs> yeah, what's up, Shalina? Frankie said, what's up, Shalina? Also, one of the other topics that I wanted to bring up aside from that, that was happening with the Squeegee Boys, um, was about um the police officer, Eric Banks Jr., um, who killed his stepson, 15-year-old Deshaun Jones, um, and after um killing him, stuffed him in a wall upstairs. Um, basically it posed been some type of domestic dispute. The police came out. I guess they had like a welfare check to check on him. Um, he had told them that the stepson had ran outside or out the back door, but gave him permission to checked the home when they went upstairs in the upstairs part of the home. Um, he was standing in front of a panel, they say. Then as soon as he moved, they went to, you know, look further. And the young man was inside the damn wall, Frankie. 15 uh. years old. 15 years old. And he was a Baltimore City Police, police, Earth Banks Jr. And um, he also was already on suspended leave with no pay for an incident prior to this. So he wasn't suspended because of these new charges. He was already on suspension and everything else like that. Of course, he was saying that he didn't do it. His attorney, Warren Brown, said his his attorney said that if he was on the jury, that he certainly would convict him because, you know, his actions was just questionable. He alleges um, because the cause of death was asphyxiation. He alleges that he found the young man down in the basement where he had hung himself and panicked. But you brought him all the way up from the basement and put him upstairs in the room. And then it's your stepson that you have been in his life. He was um, 15 um, when he transitioned, the young man, Deshaun Jones. And Art Banks Jr., I think, was like 34, 36 or whatever when this first happened. So you've been in his life for about 10 years since he was five. This is your stepson. And you found him downstairs, allegedly hung himself. And you ain't think to get him help? 
you ain't think to do CPR or nothing. You a police ain't think to do nothing. Um, so yeah, he took the easy way out because he knew he was gonna be convicted, and he probably followed um of course some advice of Warren Brown because he took that alpha plea. Um, and he's gonna be in jail. I hope for a while. I don't know when you're taking an alpha plea, how that does with sentencing. Um, but I just thought that it was sad, a sad, 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 sad story. Um, I remember one of my hood cousins whose name is Eric Banks as well had put something on Facebook when it had first happened because he had people harassing him, thinking that he was the guy. He's like, that's not me. That's a police officer or whatever. I killed my stepson. Um, so that was just crazy. And when I seen the update um, on that, um today i was like okay so he's going to be sentenced i think in december december the 9th um and i'm gonna keep my eye on that because i want to see what happens with that guy because that's crazy you heard about that story finally i hear about that one that's crazy I hear about that one ain't that crazy yes he was a baltimore city police Eric banks jr killed his stepson 15 years old deshaun jones killed him tragically caused the death asphyxiation and he took that out for play. Yeah, that's definitely, 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 definitely crazy, Frankie. But you already know, Frankie, and working with children, when we was advocating and stuff for the youth and a lot of these families right. that we got connected to, we heard some crazy stuff. Right, right, you, know, you, right. You, you would be amazed. I mean, yes, we know about the things about murder and stuff. I know a couple of the young men Frankie worked with unfortunately were murdered killed here a couple of people that i work with whatever were murdered here but a lot of these young men a lot of these young women when you get connected to them and their families like oh my goodness you be like what a lot of the stuff that they done been through you be like oh my goodness like yeah when it all falls down but yeah it's it's crazy it's crazy it is crazy but if you still living and you still throbbing then you know i got my boy here the man the king frankie jones was letting us know about a couple of them good plugs that he knew a couple of that that information he knew he said what you said was the iul right yeah iul iul account look I ain't forgot. It. I'm gonna remember those initials. <laughs> so yeah. maybe just sit down because I definitely need to hear um hear about that and know about that. And yeah, get me one. Get me a couple of them. Um, right. I messed up on Najee, but I still got my other younger baby. So maybe I right. can do something for them. And Najee, your way too. Get them doing something. Cause right. you know he's <laughs> here, mama boy. But he a good guy. He definitely is a good young man or whatever else like that. I just gotta. Keep, keep, keep on, keep on pushing them. Keep on pushing them. Keep on right. pushing them, pushing them. So do you got any new projects that you're working on? I know um, we shouted out Dan Cohen for being that awesome, awesome film guy. Y'all got to holler at him if y'all need anything shot. Y'all already know. Trust the word of Frankie. Trust the word of Frankie. Um, but you doing right. any movies? You think about So movies? I'm doing So I was in, you know, and I did my, my three books, three movies. So years, a couple of years ago, they was telling me come come to um, California. So I knew a few people that moved to California, and they was telling me that's where I need to be. You need to be here. From all the stuff you do, you need to be in California. You need to be in California. But it was during the time my kids was growing up, you know. And I was a basketball dad right. too. So I, my son been playing basketball since he was four. So it was like I'm gonna go to California and chase my dream, or be a father and be in their life every day. So it wasn't even no 
it wasn't even nothing to think about. I had to put my stuff to the side, you know, put my stuff to the side and make sure they and help them, you know, move on the path they're going to move on. So it was crazy about it because my daughter was in my first my first film. My daughter was four when I did my first film. So she was in every film I had. Then she went to the School of the Arts, the Twigs program. And then from the Twigs program, she got into the School of the Arts. So when she got into the School of the Arts for high school, she kept saying, when I graduate, I'm going to California. Right? So she just graduated in acting and her first year at Maine College, she went in California. So that's what got me. Wow. That's why I was in California. So that's why I was in California um, for them for them couple of weeks. And when I was in California, I, as soon as I got there, I ain't I ain't go there to the party, none of that stuff. I moved around. So I went to all. I went to Sony. I went to Warner Brothers. I went to Universal Studios. I'm going in there asking questions. Look, I'm trying to have my movie here. How can I ha- how can I do this? How can I do that? You know, they they sending me to this person, that person. You know, I'm meeting real estate people there. So I'm out, I'm out there moving. You know, my homeboys call me. Right. Look, we, we, I go to a I go to a party tonight, but I ain't drinking. I ain't doing none of that. Cause I gotta get up in the morning. I gotta go over to this building. You know, so me being out in California was like a kid in the candy store, cause everything was like right on the street. You just walk in, the, you just walk in the buildings. So I got in touch with a few people. So I'm trying to make something happen over there. I'm I'm trying to make something. I did get my barber's license over there. I got my barber's license over there. I got uh my real estate license. Well, I'm, I got to take the t- I got to go back out there and take the test to get that. But my main thing is focus on the entertainment. So they want you to have a representation. They want you to have this. They want you to have this. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do it myself. Just tell me what I got to do. And I want to have a premiere the same way I had a premiere back in Baltimore. I'm going to have a premiere in LA. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm That's what I'm moving on now, trying to put that together. I'm going to make it happen. I'm just got to, you know, keep talking this person, talking that person. But it's saying like it's, it's happening. I just got to. Keep it going. That's yeah. right. Keep speaking. And once like I get my feet in the door, that once, yeah, it's certainly so, going. So that, that was always like a dream, right? That was always like a dream of mine. Whether whether it's five people there or it's a hundred people, they don't matter. If I get there, they do it. You know, I always one of my dreams I always wanted to do was meet Master P, like sit down, have a meet with Master P, sit down, have a uh, uh, a meet with Fifty Cent, and just to do and do my movie in in California at one of those one of those studios, Sony, Warner Brothers, or Universal. So I already I sat down with Master P already, right? I haven't mm-hmm. I haven't got the fifty yet. I haven't got the fifty yet, but I'm on my way to do the do the film out out, out LA. You know, and it's like okay. my daughter is the one that got me. And it's like my daughter the one that got me there. Me doing what I need to do with her, you know, right. making sure she was out the out the way and came back around in circle and got me out there. Okay, yep. that thought, because that's what I was already saying. Like, that's not just like something that happened recklessly that you wanted to go out right. and, you know, out California, you know, you but you chose your family and your faith right. over right. that money. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, then it come full circle and then you do it. I want to go to California and then you out there. Yep. So guess what? Timing is everything. Timing yep. is everything. I I, I know it's going to work out for you, Frank. I know right. it's going to work out for you. And that's what I hope that I have my money up, come out there to that movie for me. So do you already have the movie that you want to showcase? I'm do, I've been watching a few the ones I did, but I think I'm going to do Child Support. Cause that's more like, that's a that's a universal subject. It's funny, you know, and it, and is I think I'm going to do that. So Dan, be ready, Dan. We going yeah, up there, that's right. Do, Dan, be ready. Man, be ready. <laughs> and guess what? And and with all this stuff going on in the world, we need some laughter. Like because yeah, it right. is a serious 
um, topic. It definitely is. Um, you definitely looked at it from another notch to let them see a man, what he going through really to try to address right. this. And, you know, and the whole thing was like, he was trying. He was really right. trying. And, like, stuff right. just kept on happening. I know that's so many rubber stories um, right here when it comes to the show. So many people around the world, really, um, when it comes to that child support and trying, and then you got some stuff like that, and then facing going to jail, like, right. y'all gonna lock me up for not paying. I'm really not gonna be able to pay. Um, so, right. <laughs> it's like I said, yes, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. And it's not, I'm not saying that because um, you're one of the best people I ever met, like, really, because, you know, that was like in the beginning of us, you know, getting to be acquaintance with each other. So when right. I say that, it's like I keep on, I'm going to keep on saying that I was blown away, like, what? And I was showing it to everybody. I need another copy because now my copy is scratched, you know? I, you. <laughs> I always say I that, damn, I ain't burn it to my damn, um, my damn computer or do something like that or whatever before it got messed up. But that's just uh, a testament to how much I played that thing, man. Like I told you, it started on that King's Dominion, um, bus trip that was the first time, but I used to carry that thing in my current bag anywhere I was going. They say a movie, I'm like, Oh, yeah, 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 let's check this out right here. And when I tell you, everybody be cracking up, crying, laughing, like, Hell yeah, that's how it is, or whatever else, like that. Um, yeah. good, definitely yeah. good movie. So I can't wait to come out and um, that, LA. that was like that was like my first. That was like my first, like the first film I wrote, it was like more of an urban drama, you know, street movie. The second one I wrote was like more surrounded around music and about people getting together and, and making something happen, teamwork. And then I wanted to try, I wanted to challenge myself and see if I can write a comedy. So, you know, when I was writing it, because I don't really laugh at too much, it got to be funny for me to laugh. So when I was writing it, I was laughing. So I said, it might be funny if I'm laughing at it, it might be funny. Yeah. So when I, had, when, I, when I had the premiere, you know, just sitting back, a whole theater full of people just sitting there laughing. It's, it's like a wow moment, like wow, you something that you created, you know what I'm saying, written down and it's, it's here and people are just laughing. You know, I gotta I gotta try to move on to the next level, you know. Yes, yes. Yep. So you got those three, so you just more in store, right? Yeah, hey, I'm writing one now. I'm I'm writing a short one now, and then I'm gonna write one uh, surrounded by um I'm gonna challenge myself again and write one surrounded by like the gospel, the the the, the, the church scene, the gospel. Not it's not gonna be a religion movie, nothing like that, but more surrounded by that, you know, something, something that kind with of a message, something yeah. with a message, yeah. Because mm -hmm. that's how I feel about the child support movie. I mean, you know, even like we deeming it as the comedy or whatever else like that, but it definitely had a message in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You the real, real um aspects of like what people be going through, that be going through that child support stuff. Mm -hmm. I remember um it was a couple of conversations in there that the guy who played the father, uh, frankly, that was going through that he the conversations he would have with his son or he would have with people or different guys or you know how he just was looking at his life reflecting life. So it definitely was some messages up right. in, but it just was funny too. It was something to like look at and say, Dang, that's really how it would be going on. You know, like it's funny, but it you know it was true. Right. It was Right, right. Had a message in there, kind of whatever. So that because at the end, it kind of like all worked out. You know what I mean? Right. So we kind of like that thing too. Like a lot of things that we're getting to doing to try to address the problem, but then it gets us that other bull crap. So I remember mm -hmm. that's how I was going in the story. But then it's like when his back was really in against the wall and what nothing it could do is it's like it just all worked out for him. It just all, right, all worked right. out for him. Like right. so. 
that's how people life that's how life be life and that's how it be happening yeah shout support i will never <laughs> forget that movie and it's like i said i can't wait to come out in la um and see it um frankie did give up his um phone number again shalina before you join because shalina is a business um owner as well she's been on the show before with me that's my uh homegirl frankly from penguin and our friendly days so me and shalina became friends um when i got pregnant with Najee and i okay. um was put out of all baltimore city schools and i had to go <laughs> i had to go to penguin yes and me and shalina was in there we just baked out cookies um and we really clicked we really clicked and we've been good friends since then my sister good friends since then um, lately we get together, we hang out, go eat some sushi, um, together and just talk and talk and talk, tell each other what's going through. But yes, I had Brunko on the show. Um, she was telling a little bit of things about her business. Uh, I've been reaching out to other business owners because it's like I said, there's a lot of people here that I know that's running business. And even for myself, I don't have no business, right? But this is my business right now. And I'm moving, you know what I'm saying? My face. Right. And then my life, because I be like, I always was there supporting somebody, somebody got business or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, let me come through to whatever. Can drop some juice, some information, whatever else like that. But for whatever reason, um, you know, I had some of the same reasons, not for whatever reason, but I had some of the same reasons. Um, me being a single mother, raising my children, I had to put a lot of things on the bank burner. And just like I told you, just being comfortable and getting a bare minimum financially. But at that time, I'm like, whoa, is this? It's helping me, so I can't do nothing, you know. So it was like I never stepped outside of it because I was like, no, I'm whatever. So when it came and I got this epitome, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. and just praying and crying out to God, like, oh, no, you got to quit. You got to get out of there. You, you've already turned 40 or whatever, right? I'm like, I'm, it's me and my own head. I'm like, what? what, what, what? And it just, I was getting flashbacks on, like, a lot of opportunities that was presented to me before. And I always, you know, shied away from them or um, I would say, I want this or, or I want to do this or have certain prayers. Like I said, mm -hmm. how I started the show, we had certain prayers and our connection with God or whatever else like that. And then we get discouraged because something won't happen the way we think it should happen or it's, or it's right. not coming fast enough or, you know, you can pray for something. God, please, I want this money, but God don't send you money. He may send you an issue that's right. going to direct you on how to make the money. You get what I'm right. saying? So that's what it was for me. I'm like, God, I know I need my own business. I need to do this. I need to do this. And all of a sudden, all these problems kept coming. I'm going to work. I'm like, what's going on? I ain't never had troubles like this, and but I did before. And that was another time when God was trying to push me like, yeah. So it's kind of like I came back to that same situation because I ain't learned from it and I ain't learned the lesson. So just like I said, even though I'm not where I need to be financially, I know God got me because now I'm moving the way right. he told me to move. And that's just all right. I can do is keep at it and keep on doing it, you know, even like some silly stuff. And now I want to, uh, when I get on social media, I'll be like, I ain't doing that. And you know, some days I wake up on um, what I did, man, I ain't saying, I got some inspiration. I be feeling down, man, I ain't saying that. God will push me, I swear to not. Right. No, you need to do that. Um, I've been running around, frankly, um, doing this daggone Amazon flex. Like, shoot, at least I can do that to get a couple of dollars. Or what I'm going right. to do? My bill's coming or whatever. I say that. I lied to you. Not the other day. I was like, I woke up. It was in my spirit. Like, you better not. That's not what you want to be doing. Do something. 
do this and do that, whatever. So I'm like, I mean, everything happened. Everything happened. I got a flat tire one time. The other time I went, my door wouldn't shut when I came. I'm like, what is going on? Then I rushed back out to the pickup location, right? Like, oh, man, I just got to get this other one for the night. I get out there, man, I done lost my license. I've mm. never lost my license. I'm like, wait a minute, I put my license back in my way. I'm like, you know what? Then my crazy tail, I'm like, I'm going to go back up there and look for it. I'm like, I better go in the house. Let me go in the house. Let me go in the house. <laughs> and so for whatever right. reason, God wanted me to come in the house and prepare for my dad on show. I'm running all around the stuff. He's like, no, come on, prepare for your show. Um, and I think that was one of the days that you reached out to me. And I'm like, yeah, I suppose I reached out to you, Frankie, because um, I didn't have the show right. last Thursday. Um, the guy in the sky, my producer, Monet, I keep teasing him like I was jelly because he was over in the DR on his mm. vacation. <laughs> and I posed him in there and I posed him in there in December too. Um, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there next year. I'm just a still a little bit reserved about being vaxxed. Right. So I ain't got right. nowhere. You got vaxxed, Frankie? No. Oh my gosh. I, I can't bring myself. You know, I was laughing with him like, let me find out I'm really considering it just so I can go out of the country, right? <laughs> I'm like, so I can go out of the country, but I cannot. I was even calling around the Walgreens and stuff like y'all still, it's still on the popping. They still right. got it for you if you want it. But I'll be like, uh-uh, I can't. I, I can't. What's going on? Through the grace of God, he has kept me, has kept you. Mm-hmm. About the vaccination, I did get schooled on it too by the producer. Money said, "Yeah, these new strains keep coming out because of people like you that don't want to be bad." Right. <laughs> so I'm like, "But yeah, that's a whole other story." But yeah, last um, last Thursday didn't have a show because he was dead on that vacay. Um, but it's like I said, it's not around it. I was like, when it all falls down, that whole week. Um, that I wasn't there. I was like, oh yeah, I could do this, I could do that. But it posed about other things that I was focusing on about my show. I was ready to say I'd be playing with them because though usually the Wednesdays before the show, God be pushing me like go on there, get some people some inspiration or whatever else like that. Even though I be talking and be all jumbled up, God already know, let me know. Like when you be talking, people be paying attention. I need you to keep on talking. I need you to keep on giving me the glory. I need you to keep on telling people that the test that you went through. I'm like, man, I don't want to keep coming telling people how I'm struggling and <laughs> how I'm doing that. But that's the victory in it, though, because um, yeah. people will be watching you. But what God is trying to say is, like, watch God. Because from watching me and seeing this just the start of the platform, when people see me all be up there, they're going to be like, oh, my God. Yes, God, that part. Right. Um, so I'm keep on going. I keep on going. I'm going to get a sit down in front of you. Got to get into one of them business little ventures right there in front of me, but I definitely got to get that IUL. <laughs> I definitely got to get that IUL um, for the baby. Definitely got to um, get that doing. But your, um, the guy, Dan Cohen, that, is that all he did? He got like, um, and he's probably about to show already because I was trying to get a contact for him so people can reach out to him as well. Um and call yeah, he, if they needed their services or whatever. But I also want to put your number over here in this chat yeah. to 805, what it was, Frankie? 410-805-5043. 5043, y'all heard that? That's the man. 
Right there, that's Frankie, Frankie Jones, the man, the man, the man, the man. He can help you make some plans, especially for your children's future and can give you a haircut too. Doing big things, traveling out there to California, came back to you, good brother. You where you need to be going out there um, to get that premiere. And I just know that it's going to happen. We're going to keep on speaking that definitely into um, existence. I had shared a couple of updates too. Um, about the Marilyn Mosby, um, but and also about the guy, Mr. Dixon, um, who got locked up for um, shooting the Squeegee Boys. We talked about Arch Banks Jr. and his alpha plea. Um, but recently, what I also been on is that a lot of people, Baltimore City's been doing a lot of arrests lately for murders. Like I've been seeing that come across my little news tickets and stuff that I got on my ex on my phone, like really lately. So I'm like, okay, what's going on? And they picking up, you know, the arrest or what I was at, because it's nobody that I know that be for that shit, Frankie. Not nobody. It's like, it be strange. Cause I'll be like, who the fuck is it? Keep doing all this. Right, right. You know what I mean? You know it's yep. been a lot of arrests. They've been locking a lot of people up. So whatever it is, whoever they got new down here in this Baltimore city, some new detectives or whatever it is, they they out. They out. And they need to be on a vengeance. Um, because like I said, it breaks my heart every day. I actually stopped looking at the news because you just hear too much of it all the yep. time. And I mean, aside from people dealing with other things, um, dying from sickness. Um, rest in um, peace to my hood brother Pop, um, who just passed away. Young brother. Um, don't know all of the details into his um, situation, but he was dying. That's probably like it's more to life than just dying. You know, a lot of people are using losing their matriarchs, their family, their grandmothers. I'm talking about the old school. It's just sad, you know what I mean? Um, I know a lot of friends who have lost children here in Baltimore City um, from mm-hmm. gun violence. I know a lot of children, lives who have been lost while I was working with them, came across their path or whatever, because I'm always reaching out to the youth, always reaching out to the kids. Every time I go to the corner store, I, do, I have a conversation. Like, <laughs> kids are like, that crazy lady. That one's a crazy right. lady. Like, that's that lady keeping real with the red hair, you know what I mean? Um, but right, I right, right, right. even if I'm at a gas station and a young man, can I get you out? Can I get a dollar pump your gas or whatever? I always start a conversation. Why are you out here? Why are you in this school? Or what's going on? Or you gotta do, you know, just have some type of conversation because you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Right. And, and a lot of these kids and everything else like that, they just not in good, you know, the environment is already crazy, but I'm talking about that home life just be really jacked up. Like, you wouldn't believe it, like, how they making it. Like, straight up. Like, straight up. I know we did things, you know, when I was younger, Frankie, and I started doing things that was like, you know, in the street or whatever. I I didn't have to. You know, my mother always had a good job. My mother was a nurse. Um, you know, my mother never had any issues with substance abuse or any of that. But a lot of my friends, um, mothers or their parents or guardians or whoever, you know, was raising them did. And a lot of them was being raised by their grandparents, their grandmothers. Um, so my mother was one of the mothers that kind of like adopted everybody. You know, everybody knew they right. were 
the Miss Janet house and everything else like that. So I think a lot of me and my characteristics, that's why I am, you know what I mean? Because you just never know what somebody is going through. And a lot of times I didn't start a conversation, gave people ride home from the market, bless them in some type of way, you know what I mean? Because just like how you say, everything ain't about money all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, the true blessing is to be able to give when you ain't even really, you going through yourself ain't even really got nothing you know what i'm saying for us financial what i'm saying because a lot of us right. think it's blessings it's just financial and just right. you know getting something or whatever i say that but i'll be blessed even when i can get in my whole truck and go and see a lady and her baby out in the rain at the market um walking did a dive a day did a dive a day and i was late going somewhere else but when i told the person like oh yeah i had to stop because this lady you know dragging all these bags and i'm a my truck was on E, my light was on, and all that other stuff. A couple of days later, I tried to set the truck. I looked, bam, found a couple of dollars I didn't even know I had. I was like, see? Right. That because right. of what's your name? And I was already second guessed it. I was like, man, I ain't got no gas. I don't know how far these people going or whatever. I'll say that. But it called me to do it. And that's why I say I encourage people when you know doing everything in your life. When you get that type of call, like that is worth Mm-hmm. When you do feel that, you do something. But don't you agree, Frankie? You just gotta do it. You just got to do it. You just got to do it. So did you ever think that you would be going back to California like that? No, I really didn't. Because I, I, I really didn't. When my daughter said she wanted to go to school in California, you know, that's my baby girl. So it's like, I ain't really want her to go to no Florida. I mean, I ain't want her to go to no California. But right. I knew she was she was really into that acting. So I knew that's where she needed. She got to be, you know. But right. that's what her, that was her that was her number one choice. She got she she got accepted to fifteen schools, but wow. California it was one of her mind. That was one that's where she wanted to go, you know. So you know she out there and and now she got me out there, right? Yeah. And already got something in her portfolio from being in the movie since she was four years yeah. old. Being yeah, the yeah, movie yeah. So when she becomes this big movie star, whatever, I was like that, wow, that 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 story right there alone is powerful that she'll be able to tell. Like, you know, my father wanted to, you know, and he put that, mm-hmm. you know, she'll tell that whole story. Like, that's amazing. Right. That's right. amazing. So, yeah, she out there doing her thing, ready to be up in the big movies on the big screen. And <laughs> she, is she in the child support movie? Yeah, she in the child support. She in the, oh, she my in the part baby. where... She, cause she was sick. She got sick one of the days that she had to do her parts. But she, she made it to one. I think she had two scenes in Child Support when he was in the store. He came in there, and she, it was he was telling them that she gonna he gonna take them to King's Dominion. And they wanted some money to go to the mall. So yeah, she in there. Yep. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you know, she mm-hmm. definitely gonna get it lit for you up there in California when you get your Flamingo. She gonna be right now. Like, yeah, come and see my. And I was in this movie many a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Shalina gave her a shout out, said congratulations to the baby girl. Yes, and Shalina, ain't that it? Just be inspiring. Yeah, no people yeah, know she's doing good. Yeah, she definitely inspired me. She, she gave me a lot of motivation, a lot of energy, you know, that she don't even know it, you know. Mm. Yep. Right. And I'm sure she would say the same thing about you, friend. 
I mean, yeah. you know, we we know a lot of times or whatever, or even how you and sharing all the things that you know you've been doing and what's always been your thought to give back to the community. And it's not always been about money and everything else to you. Um, you know, whether someone took the seeds that you planted, you know, when you bring the information back to the barbershop or whatever else like that. Um, I know you will probably even be surprised. You wouldn't even couldn't even fathom all the people that you have impacted. You know, or right. even thinking because of who you are that you probably didn't have the ability or whatever to, you know, impact somebody or whatever else like that. Um, but just like I say, that that movie and seeing you doing different things like this and just how you move has definitely truly been an inspiration to me, you know, and that's how I always be like, oh, you know, people, people is watching. They watch you, but you don't watch God. And um I don't think that a lot of the connections that we get, you know, with people, whatever, I don't think none of that stuff happens miraculously. You know what I'm saying? Right. Anywhere, we could be anywhere in the world. We're right here in Baltimore City. Um, and you would just be amazed on a lot of the same ambitions that people share. You getting to talk to people and, and different stuff. A lot of people had that same mindset. But a lot of the times the issue be is that we don't be there, like supporting one another right. like we we start off with the support and then if somebody you know how it is then here comes the jellyfish right <laughs> here comes right. the jellyfish and here comes right. the the evites you know we talk about the envy um the yep. jealousy and all that other stuff you know everybody looked at, at everybody as competition um instead of that inspirational that motivation um yep. so yeah you know what i mean yeah we gotta keep on going Keep on inspiring people. The people who are supposed to um, catch on to it, they will. They yeah, will. Right. Sometimes it's not it, always in that time either. Right. Then it's like it's like it's like it's like everybody got something in the back of their mind that they really want to do, but it's something that's stopping them. Yeah. Like whatever it might be, but it's like everybody got something in their mind they want to do. I don't care how old they is or young. It's something they really want to do, but they just scared to do it or try it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I never been like that. I, I always just try whatever. Whatever I wanted to do, I'm going to try it. You know what I'm saying? And when I did when I did that first movie, when I had a casting call, I didn't go to no art schools. I didn't go to no acting schools. I got people that a lot of people always wanted to always wanted to act, but they didn't know how to do it, what to do. So when it came to the casting call and I casted the people that I, you know, it was the first time. Most of it was their first time ever doing something like that. So... Right. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of it gave a lot of people. Some people kept going. Some people started writing books. Some people, and to this day, I got a girl who just moved to. Um, and in fact, she just moved to California, maybe, maybe like two months ago, and she's still pursuing her acting because the first film that she was in was mine. You know, wow. um, but it's a few of them, and like they were just so excited about, you know, doing it. For me, I got, I got more, I got more excitement off of seeing them. I, you know, once I read, I was just trying to write another one, but to see them interacting in there when I had the premiere, they did the red carpet, they got limos. That was the highlight, that someone was the highlight of their life. You know, they'd nice. never do something like that again. You know, so that kind of that kind of shows that a lot of people do be having stuff that they really want to do, but they don't know how to do it, or they scared to try it, or they just don't have their support if they tell somebody with small vision. Like you can't you can't have big vision talking to somebody with small vision. It's never gonna work. They're gonna discourage you, they're gonna just find something, some type of excuse to, to shoot to you, you know, and then sometimes people, it jump on you. And now you, now you second guessing yourself or I can't think that big, you know? Yeah. So I tell everybody, just think big. If you, if you can't think, if it don't, if it ain't too big for you to think, then 
you might as well even think. You know what I'm saying? Like we yeah, think every day anyway. So, like you just yeah. running off my life. Like how everything yeah. that I'm going through, <laughs> everything yeah. that I'm going right through right now, you know, and just trying to confide in some, you know, people that I consider friends or what else like that. You know, they say, well, you shouldn't have gone. Well, you shouldn't have did this. Oh, yeah, I told you. Oh, what is such and such? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you. And I think a little bit of it for me too is it's always been that focus part. Um, of focusing, you know, because a lot of times you want your hands and a lot of stuff. You want to do this, you want to do that. Um, but for me, that's what it is. I have to learn how to, now I know how to, but just the focus. Go with right. that one thing. And then if you got the time, that then you can do that. And then also for me is because I'm always a, such a big supporter of somebody where, where I don't feel like it's being reciprocated or when I'm doing things, it get me down. So it kind of like, Oh, I don't need to be doing that. Or just like I said, the examples or whatever, like I'll be going through something and I'll be like, well, people know I went through this or people know me to do this. So who am I to come and tell or get this inspiration or, you know what I'm saying? Or give this, this, this word or whatever. But yeah, what you talking yep. about? Say it gives you, <laughs> say it again. Yep. But yeah, it'd be that support thing. Like when it don't get reciprocated or whatever else like that, it's like, it shut me down. I'd be like, yeah. oh, goodness, I ain't really, what's your name or whatever, I'll say that. But it's really, when you first start off, it ain't really about nobody else. Right. It's really right. about you. You got to keep on showing up. For you, yeah. you got to keep yeah. on yep. showing up. Like, that is, it's that part that I had to learn. Like, you got to keep on showing up. And it's all good because once you keep showing up for yourself and things get to uh, moving, all of the people that you was reaching out to support you, they going to wish they did. In a right. way that you wish you did, you know, people here don't support nothing until it's popular. Mm -hmm. Look, people on social media don't even want to like your posts until it got a couple of likes. Nobody, <laughs> <laughs> right. nobody wanted to be yeah. the first one to like it, you know, even with the challenges and stuff that went viral or different videos. I know people had it in mind, I should do this, but probably, you know, no, I ain't going to do that. And then they see somebody, I just seen an idea, a business idea I had. Um, and I was like, oh, my goodness. But it was a confirmation for me, though, Frankie. It was a confirmation mm -hmm. from God. It was like, see, that's why when them thoughts that you have, you got to move on them. You got to just start moving and start doing them. Um, I had an idea to start um, a thing about uh, um, a hot dog thing called Crazy Dugs. And I wanted to do it with hot dogs with any topping you want. Like, oh, yeah, right. when they come, any type of cotton. Man, I look on the news. Two white girls, they done started the shit out. Uh, <laughs> Oh, in the county somewhere. I was like, mm. look, Frankie, I was looking at it hard too, like, because I was I remember sharing it with people and stuff, you know. So, you know, and I ain't lived in the county, you know, I got white friends, I got white family without right. so when it came on, I'm like listening, because I got listened to the news. So when it came on the head, yeah, and I come off the restroom, I go look at the TV. I said, it better not be nobody I know. I swear to God, they stole my business. Um, but that yep. business is really mm -hmm. thriving. I forgot the name of theirs or whatever else like that, but it's really thriving. But that just was to say, like, yeah, man, you could have did that. You could have been did that. And just like with other things, too, like sometimes businesses or people that I know are into certain things, I'm like, no, I ain't going to do that. Because I just have, like, that type or oh, that personality where, you know, when I come, I'm noticed, right? So I'll be like, damn, right. they selling this. And no, I don't want to do that now. Cause then they gonna say that I'm doing this and doing that, but right. I seen something and it's so true. The paper, the paper towel company don't think like that. 
and make a, and and make almost a thousand dollars. You know, different little stories she was telling me. So even back then, she had given me the information. What I did, drag my feet, can't go to school. Blah 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 blah. Now it's a whole different requirement level, frankly. Right. And you had to get a degree and all that from that fool who um did that stuff at the Obama inauguration. Mm-hmm. Was on mm-hmm. there talking all that mess, just going and going, wanting saying nothing. I was like, you gotta be crazy. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely got, definitely got move on it. Definitely yeah. got move on yeah. yeah, I definitely got move on it. And people like you around my life, Shalina Brown around my life, the good morning the producer who I have adopted as a mentor. People like that that continue to speak life that's already doing their thing business wise and whatever else like that. I don't take it lightly. I don't um, think that you know I got acquainted or connected with y'all people for no reason no reason at all so the same way that i try to inspire encourage everybody and stuff like that y'all do that for me you know what i'm saying and i thank god um that he has blessed me to know people and have love for people that have a lot of that same you know ambition that that same push that same god and if anything can just understand where i'm coming from you know what i'm saying that's just like the biggest thing because you know people be acting like they don't go do nothing frankly people act like they don't go do nothing and then people act like if you strong, you can't go do nothing. And sometimes people just be needing you to listen, leading mm-hmm. you to him out and just understand where they coming from. Even if you don't agree all the time or whatever else like that. So I've always been a good listener. My life, I guess that just always put me on that, that level to understand. Like, right. yeah, like, you know what I mean? And listen to people and to understand um where they coming from. Cause I'm like, how are you not like that? That's the biggest thing. Like, I know I ain't the only one going through this. I know I ain't right. the only one that is no, nah, can't be, can't be. And a lot of times one of the practices um that I tried to start, you know, as far as like the financial stuff, I, I started saying that too to get better with my money. Say, if I'm going, I can't buy twice. So that save my money and put money up and stuff like that. You know what I mean? If I can't go with anything, and I do that with anything. If I go to get me a car, if I go buy me a TV or whatever, no matter what is going on, my TV can go up tomorrow. But I ain't gonna go buy it. Right. You know what I'm saying? It may be on sale four hundred dollars. That's a good deal, right? And then I look right. at my house like, damn. Well, can I go buy? T- can I go buy it twice? And if I ain't right. got one for that, then to me, I don't need it right now. Right. That's just my want. And so that that had helped me a lot, you know, financially and my financial growth and just learning how to not just like overly spend. I don't be trying to be balling out because I ain't got to be balling out, but that helped me um, as well as my thinking process. So every time a negative thought come in or something negative, I can think about three positives. Right. World fast. They can right. that. That's kind of like finding the silver lining in your situation, whatever you're going through, like real fast. You know right. what I'm saying? Even if it's a disperse, like, dang, I ain't even had which name to, to pay my rent, but I still got this roof over my head. I'm still warm right. right here. This is still going right. over. Yeah, you're going to be good. Keep it moving. Right. So it's like it's easier for me now because I don't stay there. Mm-hmm. I don't stay there. It's not to say that you're not going to go do stuff. You're not going to feel a certain way, but I try my damnness not to stay there. 
And right. what I have realized is a lot of times when um, I don't um, have that through a process or I try to stay there, like in my past, you know, beat myself down when I'm feeling down, it always was something. Right. Direct message, BRB. To me. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I see. It. I see it, Marty. You need me go. <laughs> oh, he was today. I was like, hold on. See, Frank, I got my little laptop on the side. I got my little setup right here that's going on. So I'll be like, I'm back and forth. I try to do my little stuff because you now I bring it to you. Like I said, your news, our views. So I try to do my research, try to know a little bit about, you know, what I'm talking about. Try not to let right. it be too repetitive, but everything I'm talking is life. It's real life, and you right. better live. That's all I'm saying. Everything I bring in, you better, you better, you better live. So I had my awesome guest with me today, y'all, Frankie Jones, that took that time mm -hmm. out of his busy schedule to come and let me know the business, what's going on with him. Y'all gotta holler at him. I put his phone number in those chats, 410-805-5043. Thank y'all to the guests, everybody who has commented thus far. You know, the lines is open the whole show. Y'all ain't calling and talk to me and Frankie. What's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the number still is 443-642-9403. We still here for a little bit more time. Yes, we is. Yes, we is. Yes, we is. We still here for a little bit more time. I ran off a little bit. My what in the world is my what in the what. Um, usually, I like to go um, encourage y'all, send me y'all topics. Send me anything that y'all need clarity on because we're going to get to know and we're going to get to grow right here together on the You Better Live reality. Um, <laughs> the reality show. This is the reality show. I say radio, but you watching. Um, so just to share that type of information with y'all, gave y'all my updates to what and what. I did get a couple of inquiries in my inbox. And what I like on the inbox is um, I ask people, Frankie, this is how it goes. I ask people. Um, they can send me any type of question or situation that they may be going through and they just want the public opinion or want some insight on what they should be doing. You know, they do it on radio shows, different little stuff or like what's going on. So I'm going to break it down because I do got it written down on this little one. Now, the person didn't want that name, Chad. They didn't want none of that. That's another thing too, Frankie. How I keep it with your name. You can stay anonymous. Um, hopefully they are watching. Hopefully they go back because the taping of the show does get pasted um, to Facebook um, as well as on my timeline as well goes to YouTube. So sister, brother, because I can't say sister, brother, <laughs> or say your name or whatever. I'll say that. That's how I got caught up. But I'm going to get your question on here. I'm going to get your question on here. Um, and then when I get your question on here, you can listen Frank ain't gonna give you a little bit of advice or whatever because he got kids too. So it's a kid type of um question. It's crazy too because I reported on the thing um about the stepson. Um, but it is a brother. I can say it's a brother to put it more into the complex. Um, brother reached out to me. Um, he has been in his stepchildren lives for a while. Um, but he gets slack from his wife every time he wants to do something for his biological children and he definitely put that in quotes because he said that as his stepchildren you know he looked at them as his children they've been together in a while and his children all of them is their children but his wife you know she throws up that biological children 
Um, he can do whatever in the world he has to do for his children. But then when it comes to his biological children or even extending some extra support to the mother of his children is a problem. So the brother wrote color progress and basically what he was saying is that if his child good, he good. You know, if the mother good, then the child good. That's where the child stays at. He was basically saying, no, I don't want to pay her bills, but every now and then, you know, she that he made those notes too. She never took him to child support because he always was there. So he didn't pay child support. So <laughs> how was it in that movie? Um, and I'm trying to think of some other stuff he was saying in there. He never paid child support, so she didn't take it on child support. So basically, whenever she reached out, she may say, hey, I need $300. You know, my gas and electric and stuff. So it might not be necessarily as his wife thinks it's for the child, but she got a problem with that. She got a problem with that. He can buy as many shoes or whatever of his stepchildren. He was saying children, um, all that they want. But as soon as his biological, so his attitude is that all these my kids, all these my kids, that's still my family. I don't mess with her no more, but she still has my child over here. And I gotta make sure she good, so he good. You feel me? But I, I guess he was at wishing because he said he don't know what to do. He said his attitude is kind of going where he don't even want to do nothing. She got him feeling like he don't want to do nothing for the stepchildren because she don't want to do nothing for his biological children. So I don't know. What advice could I give a good brother? I don't see he wrong. I don't see he no, wrong. He, I mean, he definitely not wrong, but I don't like to get into that. It's something, <laughs> it's something, she, dealing, it's something she dealing with. Because me, like I say, I, I'm all about family. I'm all about family. So if I was in that position, I'm gonna make sure my I'm gonna make sure they good too. You know what I'm saying? Right. Especially if, if if she know if she trusts them and know there ain't nothing going on, so I'm just gonna make sure my I'm, I'm gonna make sure they good. I ain't saying I'm gonna go over there and pay like you said. I ain't gonna say I'm gonna go over there and pay all the bills all the time. But you know, I gotta make sure I gotta make sure she do. She had my kid. Right. And she ain't taking no child support. We ain't you know we ain't nothing going on crazy. We don't be beefing and none of that. Come on now, why not? Right. You know? And that's the especially same thing that I say to the brother, like especially if I'm doing something for for not even for for her kids. I'm treat I treat her kids like they my kids. Like it shouldn't be no problem. But that's something she's dealing with. You know, what I'm it saying? definitely got to be something that she's dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. I and, and yes, brother. I hope you're watching. Hopefully, she'll yeah. get more comfortable whatever situation. From what you're saying is that y'all been together for a while. Um, it, it's great that you know you take on that. That responsibility to care for her children the same as you care for yours. Um, yes. I guess what he was asking because him, you know, giving money or financial support that the wife doesn't really necessarily think it's supporting the child. So I guess he was questioning that. I guess asking me as a woman, like, is that right? Or would you feel like that? I wouldn't have any problem with it. I wouldn't have no problem with it. So I second what Frankie is saying is that obviously, I don't know your relationship. Um, if it was some mm-hmm. cheating in the past or she think that you still want your baby mother or whatever else the case. But if that's your husband, he taking care of the kids, he paying your bills, girl, you better leave that boy alone for that $300 that he want to give his baby mother about a daggone light bill when his son <laughs> was there. When right. he, like, the lights get cut out, when his son over there, or if his son want kids, I mean, want shoes or anything else like that, why gotta be questionable? But it's not questionable when your 
Like, it don't matter. It don't matter. Oh, yeah, he was in there going in like, yeah, and, you know, she had known, and I guess he had discussions with her and letting them know what he doing or whatever else like that, and then, you know, it's always a problem. So, brother, you heard it from the Empress Chesbrough, <laughs> Lady Kate Vix, you also heard it from Frankie Jones. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. Look, he did the movie Child Support, and you got to check it out, good brother, if you're looking, if you see what Frankie was going through, God bless you that she was not on child support. You didn't have those type of um, issues. But yeah, any type of support, I mean, seriously, that you're giving to your baby mother is some support to the child. I really do see it like that. You know what I'm saying? Ain't like she calling you every month, pay my rent, do this, do that, do that, or in a hardship. You know what I mean? Where... Um, because he was saying that too, that we uh, was like, well, if I like to go, your son can come over here. <laughs> no, then he, like, then he got a son. And then he got his son looking. Then he got his son growing up looking at that. Like, damn, my, my yeah. father not here, but but when he when I call him, when my mother call him, he come over here, you know, and help us. Yeah. He come, so that that's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? You don't ever want to be like calling daddy to come help us, and he over there with them kids, and not even come with. You know what I'm saying? You don't want, you don't ever want no kid to grow up like that. Right, you know? right, yeah. and so many of them are. Right. And, and, and so right. many of them are, you know, what I, I hear brothers complain about everything, you know, aside from having to pay child support, I be hearing brothers complain about picking their children up from school or taking them to school. Like some of them really don't understand. Um, a lot of times I speak from places being, a, uh, um, you know, a single mother of three, right. all about the same <laughs> baby at that. Um, but I speak from a place where like, yeah, it'd be a lot into it. Them school drop-offs, them school pickups them doctor appointments and all that other stuff. So if you're not an active father like that or an active parent like that, you would not understand that for real. Mm-hmm. And you would not understand that shit for real. So some people think that their form of parenting is just buying the kids something, you know what I mean? Coming all the time or whatever, gifts or whatever. But a real parent understands like that type of shit. Like how you said, going to the school, helping them through the process, Going up there to college, you know what I'm saying? Doing little stuff like that. There's a lot of fathers out here and mothers mm-hmm. that ain't even did that half of that. Right. Don't do nothing about no school. That's how I be saying sometimes too when I be seeing all these kids and stuff on these bus stops. I know a lot of people is not um, blessed to have cars and driving stuff like that, but it's no way. If my children had to get on the bus, I'd definitely be out there standing with them. Right. I'm not around, get on the bus right. with them, catch it to school and come back. Like, it'd be little kids, Frankie, like little, little. Yeah, yeah I see that. No. Like, no. little, little, like elementary school. I'd be like, man, they let that kid walk <laughs> over down here by themselves. <laughs> right. Kids walk but, over down here by themselves. Like, little. It's, cra- little. It's, it's crazy because we used to walk, we used to be those little kids. We ain't saying like we was little. Yeah. We was little as shit walking, walking in the snow, yes. walking everywhere to go to school. But, but like you say, like my, my kids ain't never like they never caught a bus their whole whole school career, you know, because I always pick take them to school, pick them up, take them to school, pick them up. Because I was looking at it the same way, like I ain't let my kids walking out and catch no buses out here with all this shit going on like this. Yes, you know yes. And yeah. that's why I say I feel like an official old head because a lot of those things that my elders used to be saying, I feel sorry for y'all. Y'all can't do nothing. Y'all can't do nothing. It's sad out here. I be saying a lot of those things. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. I'm officially, officially a daggone 
old head. I'm an auntie. Aside from my, um, you know, when you was younger, you was cuz. Then when you start getting older, you aunt and aunt. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> you aunt and auntie. So I am definitely an auntie. But yeah, I know a lot of people is not blessed to be able to right. drive away that transportation. But I definitely would be on a bus stop with them because, oh my goodness. And yes, we were them same children. But stuff mm-hmm. wasn't like how it was now. You know, even... Right. Um, even not just like on the street, far as like the crime and everything else like that. I'm talking about as like far as like the neighborhood foundation, like, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah, that fundamental, like having those neighbors and like the mamas in the community where other people could discipline your children or you know, look out for your kids and different stuff like that. So, whether I was walking by myself or not, it still was every right. corner I hit. It was somebody still looking out for me that knew my grandmother, that knew my mother, that knew somebody, you know. I couldn't be nowhere. And I remember being a kid. Somebody said, your mother know you up here? Your grandmother know you up here? Like, we had that type of, you know, type of blessings back then. And, and like, Mm -hmm. right now, a lot of that stuff is, like, non-existent. That's what they were saying. We ain't got them type of big mamas and them people in the community no more that, you know, used to do stuff like that. You can't halfway say nothing. Right, you know, by kids or tell anybody about their kids for the most part, <laughs> yep. and um, they be and be knowing their kids, excuse me, be knowing their kids doing wrong, <laughs> but they don't want to hear that, so it was definitely different. But I do remember them elders and them people that I consider old heads telling me that, like, y'all mm-hmm. can't do nothing, you know, right. why we hanging out, don't be out there late like that, man. We used to be outside. Mm-hmm. Late night, late night, but yeah, it's a whole bunch now going on. It's a whole bunch going on. Not only um far as that, but just even them drugs that's out here. I think right. I talk about that every show. These pills, it's so sad. Right, it's right. so sad. Every time I ride through here, North Avenue, Pennsylvania Avenue, Monument Street, you know, any neighborhoods that I frequent, and I see all these young people just strung out on pills. A lot of them had moved on. To doing, you know, even harder, whatever I'll say that. But if you popping them pills like that, heroin definitely is your next step. Right. It definitely is, because that's what you that's what it gave you. Like a like like a mm-hmm. dope thing for real. And, it, and it's just crazy because a couple of young men that I worked with before, you know, I see them high as a kite. Yep. Acting like they not high as a kite. Look older than me, Frankie. Mm-hmm. Looking older, and then they outside trying to hustle. Telling me that they just got out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jim, I'm like, you halfway got your eyes open. I'm surprised you knew who I was. Yep. You know, so I still be keeping them real with me, but that is definitely an epidemic too um, here in our city. I have been hearing some talks about them um, talking more and more about legalizing marijuana. I know a lot of people are against that because they still look at it as just drug use and they don't see how it can help or whatever else like that. But yeah, they trying to demolish the cartels. They trying to get that under the table money up the front money for the state. Right, um, right. And they think it'll bring a whole bunch of money to the state. I'm saying um, I hear Biden um, is thinking to give people pardons that have, you know, low marijuana charges. I mean, the time right. is now. You know, I know they make low you know, back in back in time, you know, they, they made people grow it. You know what I'm saying? And to me, alcohol is more harmful right. than marijuana can ever be. Like, I've never known anybody did nothing violent or nothing off of the influence of marijuana. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never know nobody to steal from nobody. Even if they was free, I never know nobody to steal from nobody to get it. Rob right. nobody, you know, none of that, none of that. I mean, right. stuff is happening. People robbing people. I ain't gonna say that <laughs> back right, in the day. Right, right. We already know that stick up boys and all that other stuff, robbing the weed boys. Um, but what I'm saying is that most situations that I see and they get out of hand, they be from that letter. Mm-hmm. It be from them spurs. And now um in our community, it be them pills. They so far attached from disattached from their emotions, they don't care about nothing. Right. I don't care about nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Frankie, can you believe yeah. you've been here almost talking to me for two hours? We had a good discussion, brother. I want you right now to take this opportunity to share any other words of encouragement that you have. Um, like I told you guys, this is Frankie Jones. I met him working in a youth organization with him advocating for kids down in the DGI. She's still doing that, right, Frankie? Yeah, I'm still there. Yeah, yep. you still doing it. <laughs> <A little bit laughs> Man that wears many hats. Frankie the barber got his barber, um, barber shop that he started when he was 23 up on North Avenue in Barkley. Can't miss it. Can't miss it. Um, hollering about that, but he gave his phone number out 410 805 5043. Holler at him, he's on that insurance, on that real estate, all of that stuff. And guess what? Information that he learned, he shares it. He's an author, director, producer, all of that. He shares it. So get with him, guys. Get with him. You know, I'm gonna have to have you back again, too, Frankie. Um, anytime. but anytime. Guys, anytime, I definitely appreciate you. Now, get my girl Shalina back too. She said it's a small world. Maybe I can bring y'all on together. Um, I also mm-hmm. have plans to bring my sister on here too, Lakeisha White. You know, Keisha, wearing many hats, still doing her daggone thing. Um, I wanted to bring her on because she has the exotic, um, the peach lady exotic mixes, exotic drinks. Um, and she had like some fall flavors and all that and all that stuff was sending you down. So I wanted to bring that on in. I know she's been through some stuff too when it all falls down and she's just been um, able to stay up. Also just want to, um, before you give your last comments, Frankie, um, a shout out to Watu 2 Development Center. Mommy Ife, Mama Nikiwe um, has this Development Center, African Senate um, educational program over um, in Park Heights. Um, they are approaching their 10 years. They've been in business for 10 years. Um, is the African Center Education. I've talked about them previously as well on my show. I'm very impressed. Um, they start from infants to um, five years old. I'm telling you, the kids be talking Swahili, American Sign Language, Spanish, all of that. And then they also teach them about our history. You know, so it's African Center. You know what I mean? They make sure they give them a good nutritious diet for the, you know, teach them more than just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They really, really teach them. I mean, you would be impressed. You gotta check them out. She definitely um they have a site online, but they coming up on that 10 year celebration and they are having a fundraiser. It is next weekend. I think um you gotta get the tickets do the invite evite what's your name. Uh, when I get over here, I'm going to share something again, too, on my Facebook page. So come out and support. They also have packages as well as sponsors. So come on through and help Y22, um, the Y22 up at the Y22 Development Center. If anybody don't know, the Y22 means children, right? Future. Um, 
up there and celebrate that 10 years of greatness because I'm telling you, they're going to keep on get going strong. And I know in the future, it's just going to keep on expanding. Um, Baba Motep has opened up his weekend school. Um, originally started for boys, but it's boys and girls now too. Um, so anything African-centered, just like I said, when we begin to know more who we are, who we truly are, we can really be all we can be. So, Frankie, what's your last words for the people? We on three-minute countdown. Well, like I say, just always think big. Think big as you can. You know, whatever plan you got, write it down. An unwritten plan is hard to follow. Write it down and just execute it. One step at a time, you're going to get to the bottom or the top, you know, any regardless of how long it takes, as long as you get it done. That's right. All right, then. Think big. Have a big vision. It's just like he said, you can't have a big vision talking to small-minded. That's all it is, talking to small-minded mm -hmm. people. It's always going to be a naysayer that's going to tell you you can't do it. Um, and the more you use them people for validation and telling you you can't do it, you'll begin to say that to yourself. So like I say, when the negative thoughts come into your mind, replace them with like three positive thoughts. Find that silver lining because regardless of what, you're still blessed. I'm telling you, every day, God wakes you up with a sound body and mind, then you got it going on. I'm trying to tell you, if you wake up in the morning as soon as you open your eyes, you know what's going on and you conscious, baby, that's the first blessing of the day. Yep. That's the first, that's the, that's the ultimate blessing of the day because you didn't know you were asleep till you woke up, right? Then you got this conscious, your brain start to move and telling you what to do. Get up, go to the bathroom, get dressed, get ready, boom, 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 boom. boom. So the sky is not the limit. Trust in God. Always have faith in God, y'all. And anything that you got your mind set to do, if I can encourage you, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. It might have been something that was many, many years ago that you thought about, an idea. You want to start a business. You're going to have a whole bunch of challenges. I already shared that. They don't be wanting to give us Black folks nothing. A lot of us Black folks, we be hustling to get what we want and whatever. So that's just another whole part or your testimony or whatever, but just keep going, guys. Don't never give up. And when everybody else turn their back on you, you keep showing up for you. Ain't nobody got to show up. Frankie said that a couple of times too. Like if it's five, it's ten or whatever. But the most important thing is that you keep on showing up for you, showing up for yourself, and knowing that God loves you, God blesses you, and He is on your side. Make sure you come back with me next week, y'all. I got you guys. I'm gonna come. A little bit before the show on Thursday, let you know exactly who that is and who we're going to be talking about. But you already know everything I'm talking about, you're going to be living for is your news, our views. And you're going to catch me right here next Thursday. The Empress Chess Real Lady Cake Mix, right here, some of y'all. Come back, come back, seven to nine. You better live. We are out Thank you.